You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. My name is Alex, and last week I was in the number one movie in the world on Netflix. I know we'll be all right. I know we'll be all right. I know we'll be all right forever. What's up, y'all? This has been the craziest week of my life. I'm recording this at Super Bowl Sunday. My heart's racing as I'm talking about this. Uh, If you don't know, you don't follow me on social media because I've been posting nonstop about it. But I star in the movie Finding Ohana on Netflix. And this last week, it has reached the the pinnacle of, of peaks for a movie in the world today. There's no movie theaters, so the number one streaming service happens to be Netflix and, um... As of, what was it, on Wednesday, we were the number one movie in the world on Netflix. Uh, and so it's just been an absolute whirlwind. But I don't really, you know, usually have a story for you guys. Uh, but we're going to just get into it because my favorite people of 2019 uh, are here with me right now. So it got me thinking, we've done so many interviews for this movie. What haven't we talked about? I know we'll be all right. I What's up, y'all? This is Let's Get Into It. I'm Alex Iono. This is my podcast where we talk about absolutely everything. And most of the time, it's like insecure things or things that I'm like still dealing with or there are problems in the world. But today, it's just a celebration. This is the season finale. This is the big shebang at the end. And it's been a big shebang of a week. Uh, and we're going to be talking about that. And by we, I mean the people who made this movie. Just a few of them, though. Like, I, we'll get into the weeds of all of that. But a few people who really made my 2019 special. Um, And I'm going to introduce you to them right now. First and foremost, we have our fearless leader, the absolute tone setter for this movie, the visionary behind so many amazing moments that you hopefully have watched on Finding Ohana, our director. And I'm very, very, very lucky to get to call her my friend now, Jude Wang. Jude, how are you? 
<laughs> not an answer that's uh, that's appropriate for how are you, but I think we can take it. We can make a new meaning out of it. I'm so happy that you're here. I'm so happy to talk to you. I have a ton of questions for you, and uh, and we're going to be getting into that in a bit. But also with us, I have two of my castmates, two of my now Ohana, my family, like literally my people. One of them being the love interest for Ioane, my character in the movie. She has become uh, one of my favorite people to tell jokes to. She keeps me on track when I say things wrong in Hawaiian. And, uh, and all around is a great friend, the one and only Lindsay Watson. How are you? <laughs> I am good. You just literally got back from Palm Springs maybe five minutes ago. Literally five minutes ago. So, uh, Well, I'm welcome. glad you're here. I'm grateful you're here. We're going to have to talk about this whole Super Bowl timing thing, but we'll get into it later. Last but not least, it's crazy how I've my whole life I've thought I had three sisters and then out of nowhere in 2019, um, I added a fourth. She has become sometimes a mini me, sometimes my protege, sometimes my sensei. Like literally, it's a, she has become a, a, an incredible just human in my life. She's going to be an absolute star in this industry. Uh, and I'm just happy that I get to be her big brother on and off camera. The one and only Kea Peahu. What is up, dog? Hi. <laughs> um, so I'm happy that you're all here and I'm going to tell you how we do this podcast we have three different segments and I'm going to be kind of singling out Jude for the first segment we're going to be talking about the director's view of this movie uh, and then after that we'll take a break and then we'll get into you and me and Kea Lindsay it'll be the three of us and we'll be talking about the cast process through uh, this movie and then last but not least I'm calling it the segment I'm, this segment is going to be called look at me now uh, because our movie literally has become the number one movie in the world in its first week of being out to the public dad is going to be so mad at me for being this cocky but <laughs> man if i don't feel amazing about this like and, and it's okay and sometimes we've talked about this sometimes you got to be your own biggest fan and you got to go wild and appreciate the fact that you guys have the number one movie in america and then the number yeah. one movie in the world the next day it's just wild um but it's time for us to get into it. And the first thing that we do to kind of get ready for it is uh, you guys answer a question that I've asked every single one of my guests this season. Uh, and that question is, what are you doing this week to better yourself? For me, I'm out here in, in Hawaii and uh, I'm working on another project and everybody thinks that it's the sequel already, but we'll get into talking about that later. Um, <laughs> lots to talk about this podcast episode, but since I've been out here, you're seeing nothing but shirtless people. So it got me so motivated to get right back into summer bot anthem. Um, so I have been absolutely dedicated to my fitness this week. And, uh, and that's what I've been doing this week to better myself. Let's see who looks like that. Jude looks like you, you look like you have an answer. I do. I do. In fact, I was just talking about it with my family today. Um, we were talking about how, you know, with quarantine and everything, it's just created the sense of like not really wanting to go out. And we realized we really need to be, my husband and I, we need to be better models of, you know, health and fitness for our kids. So we agreed that, um, in fact, my husband's sitting outside with the kids right now, figuring out what their workout regimen is going to be for the week, something that they can maintain and feel good about, but also scheduling time for the family to do more group walks and hikes together. I love that. I mean, one of my favorite things about you, Jude, is you almost forget that you have like a whole life. You are so dedicated to being a director 
and your art, like that you forget that you're a mother and you are a, an awesome wife and an amazing chef and like the whole nine. So the fact that you, <laughs> I was like, say, you continue you to amaze amazing me. wife, probably at the bottom of the list. I think I'm a, <laughs> I think I'm a very dedicated director and a very dedicated mom. Uh, I'm a decent maybe we cook. Get, we'll get, we'll get Greg to, we'll get Greg to, to chime in on that one. Okay. Uh, Lindsay, what you got for me? Oh, hands down and same. I was just talking to my roommates about this. I'm going to be better at planning and organizing my week because, I mean, okay. since the movies come out, there's been an influx of just things, interviews, so many things. And constantly I'm, I'm racking my brain, like trying to remember what's next and what I have to get done. So this coming week is the week of organization and writing things down because... I've been a mess. <laughs> All right. I'm liking it. I'm liking it. We got it's crazy. It's been a crazy week. So it's very, very valid to uh, to feel yeah. like it's not put together because it has been mad. And we have new press looks coming out and videos left and right and share wanting to share everything. So a schedule is definitely useful. Uh, Kaya, what you got for me? So. I guess you could say this week, but just in general, I think I want to like figure out who I am as a person a little bit more. Like I want to start doing new things and getting into like new hobbies besides just like dancing and acting. So one of them, I don't know what it is, but I always go through like these weird phases. They're not weird, but like just these different phases. And right now I want to start like learning how to play the electric guitar. So like my mom and auntie, they're like looking for some electric guitars for me. And I want to start playing it a little bit. I, that's that's just exactly your answer though is exactly the reason why you're sometimes my sometimes you're my like little protege and then sometimes you're my mentor is because when I was 13 years old I was making out with Jamie Arado in the in the gym locker bath like the the back room of the gym lockers and you're here trying to figure out who you are I'm I'm equally impressed and upset <laughs> but well, look at that's us awesome, we're, we're Awesome. Thank oh, I you. thought you were saying it was awesome to me, Jude, that I was making out with Jamie Arano <laughs> in 13 no. years old. I want to take the credit for it. It was nice. I didn't uh, I, I didn't know that it was going to be such a, a monumental moment for me in life. All right, guys, let's let's get into it. Lindsay Kale, we'll talk with you in a bit. But Jude, it's time for us to go one on one. OK, um, so we've done so many interviews in the last two weeks or three weeks, like so many. And, and everybody asks you, I've, we've, because we are artists, we love seeing all of the response. So I feel like I've read every interview you've done. So I'm, tr I like literally spent an hour and a half thinking like, what questions have you not been asked that I want to like really, you know, this episode, again, there's so much press. If you haven't checked it out, Make sure you check it out because this episode alone is not going to be enough for you to learn about the movie or the process. Like this is more so a after hours behind the scenes, me hanging out with three of my new closest friends and family. So I got some interesting questions for you and it's going to start off with this was your first feature film and you came from working with absolute stars in television. You've done episodes of Shameless. You've done episodes of, uh, of Young Sheldon and of Fresh Off the Boat and all of these like big shows, like these huge shows. And then you stepped into this new role of, of being a director. And I've been very, very lucky to hear your story of how you came across Finding Ohana. Just, you know, you took a DNA test. You found out that you actually had a part Polynesian in your blood and it really kind of inspired you to want to tell stories that 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 included heavy representation and stories that you can relate to as a person and the script of finding ohana came your way and you read it and it had everything you love it had family friendliness it had adventure it was comedy it was representation it was all the above and that's 
if you read any interview of Jude, it's like it's a most beautiful story. You'll have more details. But I hope that I, I covered that because I don't want to uh, lose our time by saying things that we've already said in other places. Yeah, um, no, no. You captured that perfectly. That's right. So that being said, crossing over, regardless of the movie, from TV into being a film director, what's the biggest switch? What was the biggest change for you? You know, the biggest switch, honestly, is uh, some really kind of boring stuff, which is the tempo of the day is so different. In television, we move so fast. In television, we're frequently filming five, six, eight, 10, 11 pages a day. Like on Shameless, just recently that I did in December, we were filming 11 pages a day. That was the norm. Jeez. And on a, on a feature film on Finding Ohana, we were doing two and a half, three maybe four pages a day, like four was a lot for us. Now, obviously it's a very different um, infrastructure, right? On a TV show, you already have the lights up, you have standing sets. And where we were mm. going, we were filming in some really exotic remote places where just the setup of just like getting a light into a cave system was a, a, a big deal. And so what you can accomplish in a day is so different from what you can accomplish a day in television. And so I really had to keep reminding myself, you know, this, this is scheduled exactly the way it needs to be. You're going to do less per day, but you're going to actually, but as you guys remember, it still was a sprint every single day, even though we were doing this mm -hmm. few pages because of the amount of setup and kids having, you know, their pumpkining right which means they have yeah. a limited amount of time which they can film on set so it's interesting that you're doing less but at the same time the stakes are so high because like filming in Kanchanburi at the waterfalls when we drove three hours outside of Bangkok to go to that set you know we're never going back there again so you better get <laughs> everything that you need right, right this is it so the stakes are so different and so high so these are the kinds of examples that, you know, I, I don't think uh, I really thought about as I was preparing to direct my first movie. So my next question is going to take us into casting. But before we get into the story talking about how you cast this film, there's a lot that happens before that. From day one, when you say this is the script or when you sign on to be the director of that film to casting, Talk to me about the timeline of that. Talk to me about what what did you have to do to get ready to so you can get to the point where you're like, okay, now we need to figure out who's going to be our Pili, who's going to be our Ioane, who's going to be our Casper and our Hana. Right. There's uh, so much pre-production that goes into preparing for a film, right? Um, there's just a lot of logistical stuff. For example, working with Ian Bryce, our wonderful producer, he had to set up a production entity specifically for this film. Um, you need uh, location scouts. You need to start figuring out where you're going to film because the infrastructure that they then need to build in order to make sure you know we can do our day smoothly requires so much advanced effort. You know, there's some really boring stuff like, you know, insurance and paperwork, but that uh, there's all these people involved in taking care of all these tiny little steps to the mm -hmm. advanced work so that when it's time for us to start really making the movie, everything can happen uh, very smoothly. I recently posted on my own Instagram where I wanted to give a shout out to Ian Bryce and JJ or UPM and Irene and Katie, you know, uh, very excellent producing is frequently invisible, right? Like when mm -hmm. it's done well, nobody even honestly people take it for granted 
Like, oh yeah, this is this is how smoothly it's always supposed to run. Oh yeah, we, we showed up in the middle of nowhere in Krabi by these caves where nobody ever films, had close to 320 people on our crew, had a mini city set up with bathrooms and, and food and craft service and catering all and medical support uh, and snake wranglers. All this stuff is taken care of, but who took care of that? You know, there's mm-hmm. so much that we take for granted uh, so easily. And so I feel like, mm great producing is so invisible and unless you're really paying attention you're not really recognizing all the people and all the steps it takes to make a really great um, shoot day and just to give the listeners who don't really fully understand the process of making a movie this movie came out january 2021 when was the beginning of you working on finding ohana what day what what time frame are we talking about just so they know how long it takes to make a two-hour movie Right. Well, I will say our film and our entire process was absolutely accelerated. I know people who've been working on their film for five, six years and then finally Mm. find a distributor. And then it's finally when it's all said and done, it's been like an eight year process. For us, it was relatively fast. So um, I met Christina Strain in March of 2018. We started talking about working together. We sold the script to Netflix in October of 2018. I interviewed and met with uh, Ian Bryce December of 2018. And then we were scouting and starting our early pre-production in February 2019. And then we were filming by uh, end of August, 2019. Guys, that's actually incredibly fast, but you're right. I mean, you know, all said and done, I mean, really starting from March, 2018 till January uh, 29th, yeah. 2021. <laughs> I was gonna say, I know that you said that that was fast, but that seems like, oh my gosh, like that's <laughs> three years of for 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 two hours of, of film work, you know? And uh, it's just, it's such a, it's such a process and you haven't even, even the process to getting to casting, right? And that's where we kind of are going to lead this next question into. Let's talk that about in itself, casting. Because my audition didn't come until March of 2019. So we're yeah. talking about a year of work before you even figure out the visual of who is going to be playing these characters that you had, right? Right. So right. Lindsay and Kay are going to give a little bit more of their stories. But if you watch any of the interviews or read any of the interviews, it was all kind of the same for us. You know, actors are very commonly used to not hearing any feedback. And we're just kind of if no news is bad news. And uh, and if you don't hear anything, it's it means you didn't get it. Just keep moving. On our side, we never really fully even talked about it. You know, we've had little murmurs on set about the casting process of how you knew that Kao was going to be Peely and how you knew it would, like I would be Ioane and how you knew Lindsay would be Hana and Casper for Owen. But how does the casting process work when you are a director of a film? I'm really glad you asked this question, Alex. Nobody's asked me this question. So I'm really excited for the chance to talk about this. Well, one, number one, you get a casting director when you start working on a movie and they become your wonderful partner throughout the whole process until you've cast your entire film. And we were so lucky to have someone like Leslie Wu, who is our mm-hmm. casting director. This is a true story. And she is such an unsung hero in this whole process. When I first interviewed her, this is before we even hired her, at her general meeting with me, we sat and had coffee and we talked about, you know, just getting to know each other a little bit. And then finally, we were getting down to brass tacks and I said, you know, I don't want to pressure you, but like, do you even have anybody in the back of your mind? I mean, this is a movie with Hawaiian leads. Like, in my mind, I imagine this is going to be really tough to cast. And to her credit, 
she is a real um, deep diver of people's Instagrams and social media platforms. So this <laughs> is a really important lesson for all of your listeners who are aspiring actors. You should be really thoughtful and careful about what you put on social media on a public platform. Because mm. guess what? Yep. I did a deep dive on each of you guys before I even met you. So at mm -hmm. this general meeting, Leslie said, well, you know, I've been following this kid named Kea Peyahu and this YouTube singer, Alex Iono. And, um, you know, one's a dancer, one's a singer. They've never acted before, but they have so much charisma and so much personality that really reminds me of Pili and Iowane. And then, and then as we started to go deeper into the process, then Lindsay's name came up and I did the same thing with Lindsay. I did a crazy, crazy deep dive. I was already reading articles about you, Lindsay, you know, being a Kamehameha <laughs> graduate from Maui, you know, and doing oh musical theater and moving from LA. I was already reading about that. So that's why, <laughs> I, I mean, it. and, um, you know, I won't name names, but there were some people who were on that initial casting list after doing uh, a deep dive on them on social media. Some of them were just a little bit too thirsty for my liking. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I mean, I so, think that so, that's, and that's a, that's a voice to anybody, not even in an acting game, like obviously in the acting game as well from this experience. But I think it's a, it's always a great reminder overall that what you post lives forever. And, and even if you delete it, it's still going to be found somewhere or screenshotted at some point. And you got to be, you got to be cautious of that. And you think, even those who think that they're safe from the the clutch of social media and and it's and it's way of showing who you really are, you're never safe from that. So um, I'm glad <laughs> that you said that because it's definitely a, a huge piece. So but, you know, you looking, cast this looking at all of your socials, like I felt like you guys were kind of posting stuff that was very much in line with your characters already. And you know what they say mm -hmm. about casting, right? Like our casting is like three fourths of the job to get a really fantastic actor. Like you get somebody who's very mm. compatible, who's already innately and organically has a lot of those characteristics that you're looking for. So I've been listening to all of your interviews and listening to you guys talk about how, actually I was kind of similar to my character. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't really, I just had to learn the lines, but I was kind of being right. me. Well, so now you kind of know why we chose you guys. You guys were so perfect. Mm for each of the roles that we chose you in. If anything, you were, you know, many people on set would say, uh, like these actors, they're born to be in this role. Like people would say, Lindsay mm. was born yeah. to be Hana, and Kea was born <laughs> to be Healy, and Alice was born to be Iwane. And again, I think we gotta give a huge shout out Leslie Wu. She's not only was an incredible casting director for this, I know that this movie was one of her first like huge projects. So Leslie, if you're listening to this, we all love you <laughs> so much. We love you. We love you. Yes. So you cast this movie. We start going. I remember we did the chemistry read the same day as Avengers Endgame coming out because oh, uh, as excited as I was, yes. I got to be honest, as excited as I was to be there, I was like, man, I really hope that this this chemistry read doesn't go to the point where I can't go to my midnight <laughs> premiere of, of that Endgame. That is true. That sounds like, by the way, sounds like the most ungrateful thing. And I don't mean it, but like. <laughs> It was Endgame. I mean, we're, we're, <laughs> we're what do we talk about? Um, I remember at a moment, you know, there's a lot of roadblocks and, and speed bumps that you have to go through. We were originally going to film in the Dominican Republic instead of Thailand. And then things change and you have to you have to change plans on the fly and, and things are moving. What would you say was the biggest obstacle that you had to overcome in filming this film? One being in production, like something like having to change locations or losing a day or any of that. 
Uh, and the other one being just a personal one. I know that you and I have been very, I've been very lucky to get to have personal conversations with you about overcoming yourself uh, a lot of times. Uh, and so I would love to hear your answers for both of that. Yeah, the wonderful questions. And you're right, no one's asked me those questions. Um, I would say uh, what's most logistically challenging is sometimes we're confronted with some scenes that you know take more time. They, they need more time. They demand more time mm. so that you can do it. And there's just never enough time. <laughs> so, for example, when we started filming some of the, um, the Robinson, Brown and Monk scene, you know, Mark Evan Jackson, Chris Parnell and Ricky Garcia worked their tushies off to work on this really elaborate choreography for this massive fight scene. Um, there were actually two big fight scenes. And, you know, um, they put so much effort into it. And I wish I had more time. I wish I had more time mm. to just film more angles because action sequences, they, they cut together really fast. So you need more angles and you need more takes. And uh, even now when I watch the movie, and I love this movie so much, I've watched it in its entirety 93 times. Um, for various reasons for, you know, dealing with my notes, watching it down with the editor, dealing with Netflix's notes, rounds and rounds of visual effects. Like I've watched this movie down so many times and um, there's only one moment in the film where I'm like, oh, I wish I had one more hour to film. That's that actually my next sequence. question. My next question was, <laughs> if you could go back and change one thing, what would it be? So continue, elaborate, please. I, I would say it's probably um, between the fight scene, it would be that. Plus, it's also when you kids discover the treasure for the first time. I wish I had more mm. time around that moment. Um, you know, the, the that's such a, a penultimate moment in the movie, right? Finding the yeah. treasure. It's so aspirational. We had so much fun. But if you guys remember, just the logistics of filming in that cave was so difficult that I had to make a mm -hmm. lot of, you know, very difficult decisions about how much time to slot for different scenes. We had a lot to get done. And uh, there, yeah, I always felt like I was racing, racing against the clock. The clock always felt like mm. my enemy. But, you know, everybody yeah. worked so hard to, you know, make it what it was. It, it, sometimes you look at it what it is and you're like, you're going to get what you get and you're not going to get upset. You're just going to get what you get. Yeah. You are walking <laughs> me. You, you're literally walking me into every question that I have for you. Um, because you had mentioned how many people it takes, you know, 320 people at a time on a set. The amount of people, if you watch the credits, that to me is like my favorite thing is watching the credits and being like, wow, this many people made this two out this many people and years and years and passion and sweat and all of this kind of come together to make this movie and here you are uh and whether you you're you're way too humble to admit it but you're kind of like the captain of this ship like your job is to like lead this ship there and the thing that i think i admire about you most jude is your demeanor as you lead um you I don't know if I've ever heard you speak louder than five decibels. Like, I don't know if I don't know. <laughs> you are so calm. And the only time I can remember anybody yelling was either when there was one time when Ian had to quiet everybody down on set. Um, and then the second time was when um, when that Thai PA ended up breaking his walkie talkie <laughs> directly in front of Lindsay I and I, which was wild. Yeah. But as my second to last question, because I do have one more after this, your demeanor is so calm and the way that you lead is so effortless and you don't demand respect your demeanor itself like just makes it impossible to not follow and respect you 
I remember talking to you about it one time in a cave about how you lead and, and how you never get too loud or yell and you don't feel the need to yell. It's not something that you feel is you have to have in your arsenal to be a great leader. And I would love for you to speak a little bit more about that. Yeah. You know, I think it's possible to lead with kindness and empathy and understanding. Uh, but also, uh, you know, I'm a mom. And if I yelled at my kids all day long, oh my God, it would absolutely lose its impact, right? So when I yell at my kids, mm. they know I mean business. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of feel like in filmmaking, same thing, you know, uh, number one, it's a professional environment. Nobody ever, you know, if I'm yelling, it's because there's something dangerous happening or I'm yelling for effect. Like one time mm -hmm. I was talking to Lindsay and I was actually trying to describe an intensity that I was hoping that, you know, Hana could get to. And as I was describing it to her, I raised my voice to give her an example of the intensity. And because there were a lot of Thai people who did not speak English, a lot of them did not understand that moment between me and Lindsay. Mm -hmm. They thought I was yeah. yelling at her and they became <laughs> I remember so that. afraid of me. They were so afraid of me. Like, before everyone was like Saudika, Saudika, and yeah. the next day everyone was like, <laughs> everybody's like, oh, sorry, excuse me. Yeah, they were so scared of me. But but the point is, look, I think Hollywood historically has been mostly male directors, and there's a, uh, a stereotype of the auteur filmmaker who you know knows what they want and they're very demanding and they're going to be intense about it. Um, I, I almost feel like I, I work from a very different standpoint. I feel like people are at their best when they feel heard mm. and when we're collaborating, that it's a conversation. Sometimes we're busy. You don't always have time and patience for that, you know, level of like conversation. But when you can in an ideal world, if everybody is invited and feel confident about sharing their ideas, that to me is the most ideal film set. Everybody's going to want to be their best. They're going to be motivated to bring their ideas. And if anything, I, I, I'm not the only idea generator. I am a shepherd of great ideas. I'm a shepherd of your great performances. And when I see you do something really cool, or I see you guys take a risk with something creatively, I'm there to shepherd and guide. Oh, I love what you did there. Could you try that again? But try it this way now. Right. Mm. So, you know, sure, I have a vision, but if I don't um, keep my eyes open and if I'm not hyper present with all the wonderful ideas that are occurring in front of me on set, that I feel like I'm really missing out on an opportunity. So for me, it's kind of Machiavellian almost. Mm. I operate from this standpoint, not just because I want to be liked and I'm a nice person. I, I right. genuinely think it is for the best of the film to create that kind of environment where everybody just wants to bring their best and have fun. And by the way, I hope you guys feel this way, but even when I watch the trailer, which I know is just a tight little example of what the film is, so many of those lines were improvised by you guys. Some of the best lines in our movie were improvised by you guys. Christina Strain wrote a great script, a wonderful foundation, but from there, we all played. And great mm. ideas came from all kinds of people. And so for me, it's a perfect example of like really harmonious collaboration. Yeah, I mean, well, it's thanks to your leadership and, and again, your ability. You and I have talked about it in this last week about your ability to be able to play and be willing to try new things and get you know vulnerable and open. And uh, as I talk to, the, to my castmates uh, in just a bit, 
I hope you'll see even more so how, how big of an impact that had on us. Um, but my last question is, is going to be regarding something that you're, you thought was really important about the film and is something so important about the film today uh, is the representation. The fact that you are giving young, you know, I, I'm, I'm out here in Hawaii and, and, and meeting people and, and meeting little girls who are feeling and seeing them feel like they are seen and they're heard. How, how amazing does that feel to know? You know, I've been texting you guys all week long, like just got recognized at the mall for the 15th <laughs> time and they called me Iowane. They don't even know my real name. Like it was, <laughs> it's really you know, around the world, it's so important, but I feel so lucky to get to be here at the absolute focal point of the culture of our movie. And I love sharing that with you. Uh, and I hope that it feels amazing. And, and I just wanted to know from your perspective, whatever feelings you're having about being really, you know, a trailblazer in representing the beautiful Hawaiian culture. Oh, yeah. I mean, I will not lie. There was a day last week where I saw somebody post something on TikTok. And she was like, is this what representation feels like? Because mm. I've never seen anybody that looks like me be in a big movie before. And I've seen variations of that on TikTok and people posting on Instagram and other social media platforms. Uh, the, the overwhelming gratitude uh, the appreciation for the representation for me is the best part of this movie. I mean, you know, mm. when, when our movie became number one in the world, it was really exciting. And I knew, look, this is the nature of films, right? There's always a new movie coming out and everybody's going to take their turn at the number one spot. But my husband was like, actually, not really. There's plenty of films that came out in the last month that never got to the number one spot. Yeah. So that tells me not only is the Hawaiian and uh, Asian Pacific Island community responding, it's people around the world responding. Like they're enjoying seeing that representation. And so if anything, what I really hope audiences take away from watching our movie is that it is never too late to connect to your culture. You know, America is not a homogenous place. Everybody comes from somewhere. At some point in time, everybody's family member or grandfather or great grandmother, they were immigrants. Right. And so for me, I hope that this movie is a reminder of it's never too late to get connected to your culture and to have that type of appreciation and understanding for your ancestors and to honor your family by understanding where you really come from. And so the fact that the Hawaiian and the uh, Asian Pacific Island community is historically underrepresented in media, that we get to make a movie like this in this place and time means the most to me. Even if we were never the number mm -hmm. one movie in the world, the fact that <laughs> Hawaiians and Asian Pacific Island communities are saying, wow, we stand behind this movie. This movie reflects genuine, uh, the Alelo language, right? Uh, the, the pigeon, mm -hmm. right? And, and our values that people are talking about the concept of Ho'oponopono. You know, I've been seeing posting mm -hmm. about people who said that after seeing this movie, it reminded them that family was more important than your bruised ego. And I've read stories mm -hmm. about families reconciling past hurts and reuniting because this movie inspired them to do that. And, you know, that is the highest compliment for any film is that the, the film moves you emotionally, but it also leads you to take action. 
And so for me, I feel like yeah. this is something for all of us to celebrate. Absolutely. And I think it's incredible, you know, we've broken past, I feel like with this movie, we've broken past the first tier of representation. We've broken past the, and with love, I'm, I'm very happy because it took these trailblazing films like Moana, like movies that The Rock has done, Taika Waititi films, where we just kind of sprinkle things in or we throw all of the Polynesian cultures into one and kind of make it a film. The thing that I love with this film specifically is that we break past that tier one and now we're in tier two where it says, okay, now that we know, now you guys know what Polynesian people are about, let's specifically talk about this culture. And it, and it, and it made me excited as a Samoan boy and as a, as a Maori boy that while there's a bunch of Maori movies that were made in New Zealand that never really crossed over here, it opens up the possibility that we can talk about, okay, cool, well, what is, what's the Maori version of Finding Ohana? What's the Samoan version of Finding Ohana? And you can, you can really twist and turn. So again, while we're not, the first people to make a movie about Polynesian people, this one got to specifically celebrate a very finite piece of culture in this world. And, and I hope that it inspires a lot of other filmmakers just like you to do the same thing and not be afraid to tell a specific story about a specific group of people. Because as we've seen in this last week and we'll celebrate with the last segment, it does matter. People care a lot about learning about other people if you give them the opportunity to. So uh, Jude, I'm, I'm so lucky that you're my friend. Like it's so amazing being your <laughs> friend. And, uh, and I'm excited to talk with you on this last segment. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break. And uh, when we come back, I'm talking to my castmates and it's about to just get insanely silly. We'll be right back. <laughs> hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. 
Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. All right, we are back. This is Let's Get Into It. And we got my castmates with us, <laughs> Lindsay and Kea. The three of us have talked so much about how we've been asked the same questions over and over again. So this segment is truly going to just be just like goofing off and talking story about, about how everything uh, unfolded in the movie. So first question, first impressions. It's got to be a real first impression, like a real <laughs> true first time we met each other. We're all sitting there at the casting office in Hollywood. First impressions. Oh, go, Lindsay, give it to us. You said honest, right? <laughs> honest. You can honestly. And, and uh, I know I think because this is affiliated with the movie, we have to keep our language clean. But oh, absolutely I, roast me. Yes. No, no. OK, let's start with Kea first of all, because I met Kea first and Kea cracked me up because <laughs> I tell her to this day she walked into the casting office and I've gone to auditions a thousand times in L.A. and it's very prim and proper and everyone trying so hard. And Kea, when I knew they were looking for Hawaiians, I was like, let's see how legit this is. I grew up in Hawaii. I knew Kea walks in with her tata slippers and her socks. So, I mean, anyone from Hawaii knows what that is. It's just socks and slipper kind of idea. And I and I think her shirt was like inside out also or like backwards because Sonoy didn't like the print. And I was like, I was dying inside because I was like, oh, this is true. Like that's real Hawaii. I don't even need to talk to her. She doesn't have to open her mouth because I know she's from Hawaii. And I mean, obviously I met Sonoy at the same time. So that was a whole nother story. Anyone who knows Sonoy knows you know everything about her within the first five minutes. So Kea, it was awesome to meet her and know that we had a real Hawaiian going for the role. I mean, and from what I'd read of Peely, 
she just, without even opening her mouth, I knew she had the vibe of Peely. So it was so cool to see that. And then reading with her was perfect. I mean, the other actors there were super talented, super capable, but reading with her was something else. And then I will say when you walked in, we didn't even meet outside. We met when you walked in to yeah, just go straight yeah, so into the scene. so I got in late. Because yeah, I got in late. we didn't get to and say so... hi, nothing. You walked in and they're like, go. And I will say, like, I was kind of, like, not sure what was going to happen. And I will give you all credit. It was awesome. Like, the first scene we read together, I felt so good. I, I, as an actor, I always kind of, like, have an image of how I plan my auditions or chem- chemistry reads to go. And it wasn't really lining up at first. And then when you walked in and we started reading, I was like, this is what I wanted. Like, this is how I broke down the scene. This is how I imagined it flowing. And we killed it. And then obviously just immediately jumped into bickering, I'm sure, at one point became, already. Yeah, became yeah, friendship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kaya, Instant. Kaya, give it to us. Okay, so I'll, I'll go with Alex first. So I don't know how much <laughs> people know about this story, but I listened to Alex, like his music, and I watched his YouTube videos. So I remember going there, and I was really nervous. Like, I was really excited, but I was really, really nervous. And then I I knew Alex and Lindsay were in the room. I, well, I didn't know, like, I knew people were in the room, but I didn't know it was Alex and Lindsay. And I remember I recognized you, Alex, from your voice. So I remember, I don't know what line it was, but you and Lindsay were acting, and you said something. And I was like, why does he sound so familiar? And I was talking to my mom. I was like, (laughs) why? I don't know what it is. I just, and I looked, like, I looked literally for a second. And it was like this. The door was cracked this open. And I seen, like, this much of his face. And I was like, oh, my God. I think that's what I said. I seen him and I was like, oh, my God. And I was trying so hard not to scream because I knew I had to be really quiet. And I was like, Mommy, that's Alex. She's like, what? And then I showed her his videos and I was, like, freaking out. But then, like, even though I was nervous to meet Alex, I felt like once we started acting, I felt like he was already, like, my brother. So, like, my nerves kind of went down. And then I remember, like, finishing the acting with him. And then him and my mom were, like, talking about barbecues and, like, how, like, they would barbecue together and make all this food. And I was like, I can't believe this is actually happening right now. And I was just like on the chair on my phone I was like I'm trying not to freak out so hard but I like I couldn't believe it and then with Lindsay I remember um first acting with her I feel like she was what I imagined like Hannah being and like I was like this is my first chemistry read that I've ever done so like going into it I didn't know what to expect but when I acted with Lindsay I felt super comfortable and I was like okay whether I get Peely or not she has to get Hannah like I felt like every <laughs> way that I thought she was gonna like you know how sometimes even when like people read the script to you you're like okay I didn't expect them to read it like this I felt like she read it even better than I expected so it was she made me feel like really comfortable to get into character yeah I think I think for me it was the exact same I I remember coming into the room like you had said Lindsay it was you and Kea and I was coming in after you guys had already kind of done a couple of lines together and I remember we did the scene at the time, it was the scene where the backpack is stuck in the cave and, oh, the, and yes. the script is there. And I remember getting in there. I'd never been in a chemistry read before. I remember first, and I have to shout out my boy Kalama Epstein, who was the other chemistry read. It's been awesome having such a like supportive people who are even a part of the casting process. I remember hearing him yell, and I remember saying to myself, like, if he yelled at this little kid, I'm going to scream at this little kid. Like, I'm going to rip <laughs> this little kid. So I come in and I see you and I'm like, ah, dang, dude, she's so innocent looking. I can't tear (laughs) up. And I remember, so we get into it and we are doing that scene. And I remember it's like, 
yeah, I remember what it said. And I go, okay, what did it say? And I'm like, oh, of course, like trust her, she said, you know, and then I do my like, no, you weren't like, you think you're a treasure hunter. And we went into this and I just remember there was a moment and as, as a new actor to the game, I remember being like, oh my gosh, this is what it feels like to like give yourself to something. And it was only because you were there to give yourself to it. And Lindsay, you were there to give yourself to it, which reminds me of the second scene that we did, which is where we're singing and we're like fake walking around the audition room as we're singing <laughs> all the ways with each other, right? Um, yes. And I remember we get to the end and I'd never been in a chemistry before. So like in that scene, originally in that scene, Hannah kisses Ioane. It's not a hug, it's a kiss. And I remember getting down and being like, okay, get ready to like pretend she kissed you. And you like, the fact that you were like dedicated and you full on, I'd never met you in my life and you just went in for the kiss right there. And I was like, dang, this girl got like, this girl's passionate about getting this role. And I remember both of those. And that's when I, from the jump, I, I said the same thing. And I love that all three of us had this idea, which is like, I don't know if I got my part, but these two got their part because at the time yeah. Owen was cast remotely. And I just remember thinking the same thing. I was like, look, I really don't know if I'm going to get this role, but I could tell you that little kid with the slippers and the socks is going to get it. <laughs> and that girl, Lindsay, who decided to kiss a, a stranger in the middle of an audition. I was like, that's dedication. But we ended up being a cast, right? Like we had this whole movie together and yeah. I think it was, it was crazy. You can hear. And again, I want to jump through cause we don't have a ton of time together, but we got to rock climb together before we did we did martial arts we did um we danced and we sang and we did all these things that kind of made us get to know each other and be comfortable with each other before the movie but it wasn't until we were there that i remember specific moments and, and i'll start so that you guys have time to think where i remember us being like wow we're really family like we actually are gonna be family I think for me, the biggest one was Kea's birthday. Sanoi, her mom, booked out a whole water park yes. for Kea's 12th birthday. Um, and I just remember being there. And you know when you go to a birthday party and you don't know anybody and you feel like, oh my gosh, like I don't know anybody here. Like I just kind of like, hey, oh, nice. Nice to meet you. It was crazy how so many people were there. And the whole time Sanoi was there being like, bro, like I want you to meet my aunt. I want you to meet my cousins. I want you to meet this. And it was just like, and I remember it being like a weird feeling because I was like, we're here to work and I feel almost bad about how much fun I'm having right now and how enjoyable this process is. And so for Kea, I remember that. Lindsay, we were just talking about it today. I remember we were in Thailand and we were filming the drowning scene. And because I was drowning, fake drowning, down into the 10 and 15 feet deep waters, that's when the water pressure changes and it can really mess up your ears. And I got um, pressure sickness. I lost my equilibrium. And me being the tough guy wannabe that I am, I didn't tell anybody. And then we get in the car and we're driving back from set to the hotel. And I was, I look at Lindsay, and I was like, yo, I'm not well, like I'm not doing well. And Lindsay's like web MD Googling everything <laughs> like, okay. And then I go up to my room and Lindsay's like, yo, what room are you? Like, I'm going to come drop something off and came and dropped off like just a ton of pharmacy like drugs like this one's for like motion sickness this one's for this this one's for that and I remember being like yo this is sick like this is not just a bunch of people who I happen to because at the end of the day you guys are like my co-workers if, if if nothing else you guys are just my co-workers right and a lot of people work with people that they're like I'm never gonna see you again and a lot of people mm -hmm. work with people who are like I like you but I'm never gonna see you again and then a lot of people work with people who are like I really like you and I'm not gonna ever see you again 
And we created <laughs> this this family moment, right? Of like, of immediately after we finished, we spent every day together for three months. And the first thing we did when we got back was like, okay, so when are we hanging out? Like, when's like, <laughs> when are we having a barbecue? When are we doing this? And I never felt that. And I just thought it was so cool how we really became friends and family. And, and we had these just, we've been able to create such rich relationships off of doing something like this. So are there any memories that kind of make you feel uh, a nice little walk down memory lane that, that reminds you of when, you know, specific moments that made us feel like we're family? I have one little moment that um, it's so small, but it stuck with me. And it was actually about Kea. And from the whole start of this, Kea's was, she was really sweet, but really quiet. Like she kind of didn't let us in fully, like didn't show us her super crazy side. Like she was kind of like, there was still a lot of fear. And then I don't know if you remember this, Alex, but it was one of the first nights we were there in Hawaii and it was, we were at the Prince and we were all like, let's go to the pool one night. And we went to the pool and it was the three of us and we were swimming and she was kind of chill. And then the moms were like, hey, we're, we're going to be back. So can you guys watch her for a bit? And as soon as they stepped away, Kaya like lit up like a light and she was this new person. And then like there was just energy and cre- I mean, I think there was a moment we looked at each other like, who is this kid yeah, we're sitting we- with right now? We're like, who is this? And the next day, I think we looked at each other the next morning. We're like, oh, my God, we love her. Like. Yeah. She came alive and Marco, from there Marco on, Polo. Yes, Marco like, Polo. We played Marco Polo. I had never played Marco Polo more than one round and then we're like, this is the dumbest game in the world. And we somehow played Marco Polo for three hours. hours. Yeah. I remember they hours. shut the pool down. They kicked us out of the pool. Do you remember you kept pretending to be like a sea monster thingy? Or I don't know, you're like chasing <laughs> us. You're chasing, we're like all chasing each other. And it was nighttime. And we're, it was oh like us three gosh. and we could like see people and the, it was crazy. But okay, for me. It was so funny. I feel like there's so much, but I remember this one specific time where we're in the car and then I, I think it was like my mom driving, but Lindsay, I think you're in the front seat and you're filming and me and you, Alex, you're just like blasting music and then like singing our lungs off, even though I don't sing, like I wasn't even trying to do good. Like we were just like singing. I was like, wow, like this is like real family stuff. And then like every time we went to do something, I just, I felt like so comfortable. And then when we acted, I felt like I could get into character so well. So I don't know. There was like so much times us becoming family shows a lot more on camera you know we had we had a lot of challenges that we had to overcome while we were filming the movie personal and as a group you know i think i think back a lot of the times even after the film we ended up recording my time with you the kina granis and david Choi song shout out y'all and i remember we like i forced kaya to sing and it was something that she'd never done and you were super not you weren't comfortable with doing it and it wasn't something fun you overcame that i had to cry in that final scene which like if it wasn't for you guys being there and saying like, yo, try this, try that, like think about this, think about that. It's okay, vulnerable. It's okay to feel like that. It's really become, you know, a scene that a lot of people are like, wow, that scene's awesome. And I think to myself, oh, it totally wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for you guys. And Lindsay, you're just a chicken overall. Like, we From <laughs> scared of heights to this and that, it's it, it was a lot. I Oh, that's another thing. When you guys were genuinely worried about me doing the, the free fall stunt into the water, with Pang, um, Kaya's stunt double, I was like, yeah, these guys care about, this is some family stuff, they care <laughs> yeah. about me. But it's just that been an amazing so opportunity. Worried. And th- I know that this segment is probably the shortest out of all of them, but it's just been so much fun getting to become friends with you. And you can hear, if you're listening to this and you wanna hear more of us all just 
fooling around with each other. Uh, there's every interview across the board from, <laughs> you know, FBE to to Variety to CNN to all of that. We've done some incredible stuff, which is exactly what we're going to talk about for the last segment. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual-wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next-day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next-day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com, that's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, 
a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. All right, we are back. This is Let's Get Into It. I'm Alex Iono, and now we got the full squad. We are in full effect. We got not only Kaya, not only Lindsay, we also got our fearless leader, Jude. Jude, it's time for you to loosen up a little bit, get a little get a little crazy with us, because this is what I like to call, boom, look at me now. Hey, look at me now. Oh, number one movie in the world. That's us. That's literally us. And that's insane. That's absolutely insane. That's the wildest thing. A bunch... Three kids, and including Owen, who was super experienced, but the three of us, having never booked a movie before, Jude Wang, having never directed a feature film before, made the number one movie in America, and then the next day, the number one movie in the world. That's absolutely insane. My first question for all three of you guys, what is the craziest thing that has happened to you, that you've, that's been said to you, that just made you go... Dang, man, we really are that right now. What is that? What is that moment for me? I was walking. I'm staying here in Waikiki on Oahu, and I walk often to the Alamoana Mall. And I remember walking in the mall. And by the way, it's pandemic time. I'm wearing a mask. I'm like, I got my full PPE. I'm staying socially distanced from people, and I I couldn't walk five steps without somebody pointing me out, waving to me, saying something, asking for a picture. It's it's wild. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Sorry, Chelsea. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but like to me, I was kind of like, uh, like it's only popular because Netflix is like wants it to be a popular movie. They're just like stat padding. <laughs> and then we're out here and they're asking for pictures or you look up Twitter. Like if you just search the words finding Ohana, like not the hashtag, not the at you just look it up just to see what people are tweeting about it. You're talking about 30 to 40 beautiful comments, meaningful comments about this. To me, like that was the moment when I was walking through the mall and then I checked Twitter. I was like, ha ha, what's popping? This is us. Talk to me nice, baby. Um, so Jude, what was your what was your moment that made you really go? Wow. Like you got to step away from expectations or hopes for the movie and go, we did it. Like we did it. If there's anything to say you've done, that is it. Okay, guys, I, again, tons of like TikTok videos of people you know, crying in gratitude, uh, so happy about the representation. But when you really feel like a massive pop cultural trend is when people make these videos on TikTok, like somebody did a lip sync with Iowane's line, um, you know, I'm not as strong as I look. I went only went to one CrossFit class. It was a free trial. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Like, it's just some fan out there who was so charmed by that line that he's doing that impression of Iowane. 
just for this little TikTok. So it's when I see people, and by the way, this isn't anybody famous. And and that those are actually the reactions that I love most. Like today on YouTube, I think I sent you guys a link. It's this couple who has, you know, a small following on YouTube and they review movies and they talk about movies. And uh, they're I think they're like nerd safari is what they're called or something like that. <laughs> yeah. They don't have a big following, but their adoration for the movie is so genuine and so sincere. And they spent so much time really talking carefully through all the points of the movie that coincidentally are the points that we care about. It just goes to show you like when the movie takes on a life of its own for other people, that is such an enjoyment, like so enjoyable for me to experience. Like, yeah, that's awesome. Make that your own. And by I the way, that. Kaya... Alex, Lindsay, you guys are so social media savvy. I love how you connect <laughs> with people out there and connect with fans and care. You do all those. What are those called on TikTok when you're like dancing next to somebody? Duets. Like, yeah, duets. duets. Yeah. I mean, do you know how much that means mm -hmm. to fans? Like that means so uh. much to people. And it's just awesome that you guys respond in this way, you know? So anyway, I'm really enjoying that aspect of it. I love that. Um, Lindsay, you win the award for most followers added since the movie came out. You have you've become literally everybody's like heart. You have become like the new basically the new Kelly Who after the Scorpion King came out. Like that's literally where you are right now, minus the like super scandalous um like metal bra that that she wore in the Scorpion King. If you're too young to to know what I'm talking about, I apologize. Um what's that been what what's the moment for you? I mean, you've literally been shouted out by Megan Trainer. You've literally you've gotten the whole night since this movie came out but what's the moment that you said to yourself like okay i got a little i got a little just a little little sauce on me right now well obviously geek out moment for sure was when megan trainer called me a queen um uh, that was just something i never expected and like you said it's been super amazing it's it's hard to choose this, the following that's come with this and they're just such positive people i mean from all around the world just thousands of messages a day. I mean, people doing fan art. I mean, I think just starting period that I have fans now, like that's just such a foreign concept to me and having people constantly, I mean, they're pouring their hearts out to me on the daily, just saying how much they love the movie, how they love me. They can't wait to see other projects. And so it's just a weird world to jump into. And yeah, I mean, okay, blue check marks and, and followers. I mean, it's been weird and getting into it, but it's been awesome because of the response. But I mean, I think for me, the moment was when Megan Trainer called me a queen and, and um, you know, it's kind of a moment. <laughs> As somebody who's also been recognized at one point by Megan Trainer, I gotta okay. say, big moment for it's a big moment for it's a big moment for anybody <laughs> in America. Um, no, it's been it's been so sick getting to watch you uh, watch your followers just like just <laughs> skyrocket, like absolutely skyrocket. Next thing you know, you're gonna be doing teeth whitening brand deals. That's how many followers you got. <laughs> It's a very easy answer for you. Um, yes. <laughs> Kaya, you actually, you're actually from the island. Um, and obviously, Lindsay's from Maui, but you're from the island that we filmed on. So you had family that were coming to set, stopping by. You were flying people out. Obviously, it's meaningful to you that the movie came out in general and that you got to be the star of the movie. But you also got to to celebrate this. Like, by the when you get back out here, I know you're, I think your mom said that you're planning on coming. I'm literally going to, I think I might go see her tonight. But your mom said that you guys are planning on coming out uh, at the end of February for her birthday. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, 
I'm just so excited for you to come out here and feel what I feel because I feel it. I'm not even from here. Like people are like, where'd you grow up? And I'm like, Arizona. Uh, so <laughs> the fact that you're going to come out here and you're going to get to like just enjoy the things that I enjoy, but you also get the pride of it being your home. It's amazing. What has been your moment that you go, wow, like this is real. I'm the star of the number one movie in the world. You can't tell me nothing this week. <laughs> yeah, I I think it's kind of similar to Jew Dancer, like all these like TikToks and videos. I remember this one specific time I was on Instagram and I tried to repost as much as I can. And I remember seeing this like kid or not this kid, but like this younger girl, kind of someone like my age. And I remember she was like filming herself watching the movie. And I was like, oh, that's so sweet. And then she like zoomed out and it was like her whole family watching it. And like all these people, like I see them and then it's like they're having barbecues. Like some of my friends, like they post on their TikTok, they have like barbecues with their family. So it's like a lot of people and it's on like the projector. And I mean, seeing all of that, it's like really inspiring. And it's like when it really hits me the most, like, wow, like we really did that. And also another time is when, <laughs> so when it like first came out, my mom had a mini premiere party. And when we were watching it, I remember like I had to do a little speech towards the end. And I got up and I turned around and like seen everyone. And that was like, oh my God, like, wow, like it's really real. I don't know. There's so much moments. It still happens to this day. My mom FaceTimed me with her friend and like all of her kids were like, hi. And I was like, hi. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> and it's only going to, it's only going to grow from here. Um, and, and it's so, it's been so amazing seeing this last week. Like I feel so good. And it, at first I kind of was like, oh, like, like be humble. Like I was like, oh, be humble. Like, you know, whatever. <laughs> and by the end of the week, I was like, you know what? Humble's for Monday, baby. I'm going crazy <laughs> this week. Well, I'm going wild this week. Um, I have one last question before we get into our wrap up. Uh, and that question is big question, heavy question. You might not have an answer. Sequel? I think that is a good question. I think all of us. I, I don't know. I don't know anybody who doesn't want a sequel. I, everybody I talk to wants a sequel. The cast, the crew, fans. Uh, I would love a sequel. Um, and I hope it's in the stars. And I think, you know, I think Netflix is going to probably look at, you know, our viewership and I'm sure they also mm -hmm. have, you know, the rest of the slate to look at what that, what else they have coming up. And so, but fingers crossed, I, that would be a dream come true. <laughs> Lindsay, Kea, oh. you trying to run it back? We're, we're trying to do it again times two. Yes, I would love it. For real, if you're listening to this, the way that we can continue to uh, strengthen our argument to have a sequel is by you guys continuing to watch it, rating it um, all across the board, whether it's on Rotten Tomatoes, whether it's on IMDb, uh, creating an account, making sure you rate it. Um, we, we, got a, we got a really nice, strong rating right now, and we got to keep that going. And by the way, if fans want a sequel, I think not only everything you said um, and posting about it, it's really about the word of mouth. That word of mouth is mm. so essential, right? So if you love a movie, you tell somebody else, oh my God, you've got to see this film. Hopefully that's already happening. Um, so I don't, I, mm -hmm. hopefully, you know, we don't need to ask, but I think that's what it's, it's going to take in order to get a sequel. Yep. Download. Oh, by the way, Jude's got the movie on the background. It's my crying scene. <laughs> I'm feeling like I'm feeling I know that it's just a crying scene, but I'm feeling like Leonardo DiCaprio in oh, The Revenant. Yeah. Like that's your like, tears, ah, like your tears fell so perfectly, like uh, right at the right uh, time, man. It was perfect. Shout outs to 
shout outs to the tear stick for putting that putting that menthol in my eyes <laughs> and making me drop those babies uh y'all thank you thank you for 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 pulling up and 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 being on the podcast you guys already you guys know how i feel about you i'm so lucky that i've been able to create not just friendships but full-blown family relationships with with all of you guys and and really get to know that I can not just rely on you guys, but I can come to you guys if I need anything and we can celebrate each other's wins and, and be there for each other uh, in our lows. So I, I really love each and every one of you guys and I'm so grateful and I'm so hyped um, for whatever comes next with us, whether it's a sequel or it's just the careers that follow this awesome movie. The last bit that we do, it's called Shameless Promo. I used to call it Not So Shameless Promo, but then I realized it is shameless. We are shameless about it. So it's Shameless Promo time. This is where I want you to shout out your social media. Lindsay, you're not allowed. You've gotten too many followers this week. <laughs> shout out your social medias, something that you're working on, whatever you want, where people can find you. Uh, it's time for you to just be shameless and promote yourself. Kea, I think you got a good grip on this. So tell us where we can find you. <laughs> You can find me anywhere. Basically, you could just search up my name, KFPL, who you can find me on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter. So if you just search up my name, then you'll be able to find me. All right. Lindsay? Uh, yeah, apparently you can just uh, search up my name, Lindsay Watson. and uh, I think if you just say her name three times, it yeah. just automatically <laughs> pops up on your Siri. It's great. It's like yeah. Beetlejuice. I I'm primarily on Instagram, but I'm trying to learn how to do Twitter very confusing, by the way. Um, and then TikTok. I'm, I'm coming for you. I got a million views on a TikTok. How yeah, you went possible? wild. You went viral on a little TikTok. I, mean, I was in it. So I'm uh, I'm going to be there with you. Like, I'm going to celebrate it like we're there together. Yeah. Jude, Jude Wang. My favorite thing you post is filmmaker Fri uh, female filmmaker Fridays. Yes. Uh, it's it's absolutely incredible. Representation matters, not just in culture, but also in in across the board all genders all sexualities uh, all people and you continue to fight for all of that where can we find you so that we can see more of your female filmmaker fridays my name is so easy to spell jude wang w-e-n-g and you can find me on twitter and instagram and um and what i'm doing next is i'm actually i'm working on a movie for amazon which i'll be doing with our wonderful ian bryce our wonderful producer uh and it'll, it's going to start aquafina and karen Gillen. Uh, and fingers crossed, hopefully we'll go into pre-production this year. And then uh, I'm also uh, directing a couple episodes of a new Netflix series called God's Favorite Idiot. And uh, that's with Ben Falcone and Melissa McCarthy. So I'll be going to Australia in a few months to go do a couple episodes of that. Oh, my. You're an absolute star. You're just, it's just amazing. It's incredible. Like the fact that I get to be like, I have like, just the fact that I have your phone number. That's really wild to me. Like I could just call you. I could just call you. <laughs> you know where you can find me at Alex Iono, A-I-O-N-O, -O, the best part about having a weird last name. But more importantly, make sure you rate this podcast. This podcast, this is the season finale might be a little encore action, you never know. But this is our season finale episode, and I wouldn't want to share it with anybody else than my favorite people of 2019 and my favorite people of 2020 and 2021. I mean, we're just continuing <laughs> the vibes. Uh, make sure you listen to our podcast. Go back and listen to the episodes you haven't listened to. Give it a rating. Like it. You can subscribe to it. You could tell your friends about it. It's going to be amazing. But more importantly, make sure you watch Finding Ohana on Netflix. Tell your friends all about it as well. I love you guys. I'll talk to you guys next time. Peace. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust 
into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.